What is up, folks? Welcome back. It's episode number 157 of the SoCo Show. This, of course, is the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by my so-host... At Jared Buckendall. Jared, welcome back, man. How was your week? Promotion. I'm doing well. You know, <laughs> you know, when they say that you're getting paid the big bucks, well, I'm getting the medium bucks for this podcast now. I am in the driver's seat. That's Let's right. do this. Got the roadmap out. Uh, That's what they say. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. So you find yourself uh, in the co-captain's seat because you're stepping up last week. Uh, fortunately, though... Uh, as as for your first uh, your first official show as the new as the new so host, we do have a special guest uh, that we're going to bring on as well. Oh 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 oh. Seth Ott joins us. Hey Seth, <laughs> welcome back to the show, man. It's great to have you on as a guest. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, just fantabulous. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I mean, once once you and I almost was going to have I was going to point at Jared to have him like if you were introducing me, like, say, hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, but then you started going there and I'm like, OK, I, was, I wanted to see how long you'd go with it. So that was funny. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Uh, we are super glad to have you back, Seth, um, as a lot of folks know, and maybe some don't. Um, you were you were in the warpath of uh, what they're calling a derecho, an incredibly worse, uh, rare storm that blew through eastern Iowa and has left you with without power and without the internet. So uh, you're joining us from from J Buck Studios this week, and yep. we're glad to have you back on after a week away. Did, did you did it did it stink to miss, or were you glad to have a week off? How was it being away? Yeah, I, I, you know I did listen to last week's show. Um, you know I, I did feel uh, missed for you know a few minutes, and then you know it's, it was business as usual. So you know I, I, I appreciate the love. No, I I did appreciate the the kind words um, and of uh, of understanding my situation there you go yeah (laughs) i I appreciated the the nice words though um and uh you know it was it was in terms of missing the show uh a a couple things i thought it was you know i i really enjoy being on the show um but it it, the the main reason for enjoying that is because i don't have to listen to it every week so you know (laughs) Yeah, you definitely had homework this last week. Yeah, you know, uh, it's 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 better to to just do it once and and not have to listen to the garbage that I say over and over again. So I can empathize. I don't often listen to myself, but when I do, um, I get an erection mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like it a lot. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Yeah, I that one was maybe a little strange. Seth, we're very interested. We, we we're gonna get more of your story. Um, about this storm and and hear about the experience because you've had uh, what I've already dubbed a a harrowing tale of survival um, <laughs> that we're gonna get to hear a little bit more about um, yeah. as we get into the show here but, and then also we're backed up we got like a couple weeks of review so we have a shitload of stuff to review so we got a lot of stuff in store and we're really excited to get to get to hear more of what's gone on with you because I know it's been a wild couple weeks and. Uh... You know, I'm not going to complain about it because, you know, I did complain about having not having power for four hours like a month or so ago. <laughs> and, and then it turned into 12 days. So uh, the next time. So I'm just not going to complain this time about it. And, and uh, fingers crossed that it doesn't ever happen again. That's pretty that's pretty good attitude. I like that a lot. Um, Seth with a new perspective on life. And uh, like I said, a lot of stuff to review. We got a few series. We got a whole bunch of movies. Uh, that have come out from the last few weeks. Uh, and Seth has done some homework for We Missed the Boat. So um, a lot of stuff to get into this week. But before we do any of that, we got to jump into a chic tweet. 
I call you a punk. Uh, shout out to Jared for taking taking that over last week. That was a good choice. So I I, I thought uh, you you were you filled in ab- admirably for the chic tweets, Jared. I I tried my best again. I I felt dirty doing the certain things that you usually do. Um, but I, I tried my best. Yeah, I I appreciate the hard work though. You you really you really uh, took the took the ball and ran with it. So um, you get a fucking cookie and a star. You do get a cookie and a star. Um, but you know, like, like Cody mentioned, this week's been a, been a tough week for me and, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just been, it's been a lot or a couple weeks actually, really it's, it's, it's been a long, a long couple weeks and, you know, a lot of people in Iowa feeling, feeling down, feeling a little, little broken and Iron Sheik, uh, gives some words of encouragement here. He says, take these broken wings and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. Nothing, nothing more encouraging than that to, to get people back up on their feet. And she, <laughs> coming at us with the inspiration as always. <laughs> I call you a punk. Let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! Mathis Designs, head over to etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationery and graphic design needs. Paid! And actually, before I move on to our last sponsor, uh, I recently went out to the Mathis Design site, and there have been a lot of new updates and things on there. So if you haven't been to the Etsy shop recently, go check it out. Lots of new great stuff on there. There's phone cases, there's like mugs, lots of things where you, uh, you can get different things printed and and stuff has really built it out. Also, they've got a new website. You can actually just go now to mathisdesigns.com and you're gonna get redirected to the store as well. Dot so com. Stuff. Make, there you go. Make sure you're heading over there and checking out what's new. Um, and finally, uh, our final sponsor, of course, uh, Mike's Wood. Where you can, which can be found at etsycom shop cornfed and wed to get your woodworked. And you know what? Before I do the the proper thing here, um, I heard <laughs> I heard last week uh, that all of you guys were saying that I should quit. Lindsay saying the the female vote um, is that I shouldn't shouldn't be doing the moaning. But you know what? I've gotten zero dates from this, so I'm gonna keep doing it. Keep, keep on moaning and boning. <laughs> I'm work. I'm working. I'm working it back in. I'm not. I'm not getting as gross with it. I'm. I'm easing in. You know, getting a little, little bit of a of a primer. Wow. Well, there we go. Folks. Starting at gauge uh, one. <laughs> I think that was the problem before. Is you started off at a gauge. I don't know, forty or fifty before, <laughs> and it was just overwhelming, yeah. folks. You just got to stretch so. out the hole a little bit more every time. Oh no! Oh, that's nasty. You're done. Get out of here! Oh my gosh. Um, well, anyway, you foul beast. Um, Did you miss me? <laughs> I well, actually, I don't need to hear you talk for a little bit again. I forgot to uh, kick over to our last sponsor. Here's a previously recorded ad from Anchor. All right, so shouts and, out to Anchor and, of course, to all of our Anchor wankers who are contributing <laughs> on uh, the Anchor site. Uh, of course, uh, I'm not going to list our anchors this week because we just got some new ones, and uh, I'm very excited to announce them, and they've, they've actually asked to be announced uh, at the live show, mm-hmm. which is going to be upcoming. We'll and talk all, a little bit more about that later. All the shots will be 
taken during the live show. Yes, yes. So there's going to be uh, an extravaganza of, of liquor um, at the live show, which um, we are still going to have, hopefully very soon, we'll have updates um, coming soon on a new date for that, we hope. It's going to depend on Seth's situation. Uh, but a big shout out to all the anchor wankers out there helping out the show. If you want to become a new contributor, uh, hit the link in the description box and you can contribute monthly. Um, otherwise, if you're not uh, one of our anchor wankers, then don't worry. Uh, just keep clicking on these episodes. Keep sharing them with friends. Every bit of that helps us out. And uh, also, just like... Because, again, I was just a regular listener uh, last week. So just like all of our other regular listeners, I just skipped over the anchor ads. So... Um, you know, I, I went from uh, Jared doing the noise to back to the talk. Got to so. get that money, though. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, we still get paid if people skip it. So yeah. You know. <laughs> Keep on skipping. I, I do skipping. think I do want to. I've wanted to update the ad for a while. Um, so that may change soon. But I, I'm feeling pretty lazy, so it's not going to be this week. I um, can connect you with my genie guy. <laughs> I could really use a genie. That would be good. Let's see. I think we covered everything we needed to. So let's jump into the store proper, not the store, the, uh, <laughs> the show proper. And our lead story today is going to have a lot to do with Seth's experiences in Iowa. <laughs> yes, Man. I am dead. The, the storm that I have dubbed... The dead man uh, the dead swept man. through, swept through uh, eastern Iowa. Very, very rare storm. Apparently called a derecho. Straight line winds. I'm hearing like 130 miles an hour. Or something 140 like that. now. 140. We got roofs coming off. We got trees flying around. Lots of damage. Um, first, Seth, tell me about your experience uh, being there for the storm. And how crazy that must have been, because I imagine it was quite the scene. Yeah, just basically picture the city, uh, like a, a city, uh, the city of Cedar Rapids. Uh, picture a, uh, a fight at the end of Power Rangers just happened there. Like the, the <laughs> Megazord versus the, the giant like Turtle Man. Mm-hmm. And it's post that. That's what it looked like there. So, um, no, it's, it, was, it was pretty nuts. Um, the, I mean, it, it basically looks like the a, a tornado hit the entire city you know it's like tree they're they're all the streets are lined with trees because half of the trees like literally half of the trees in cedar rapids <laughs> fell um over this time so they lost half the tree cover um built i mean buildings downtown actually didn't look too bad um since like because there's not a lot of trees there so it was bad driving home from work but the it was actually cleaned up like within a day or two it looked pretty normal for downtown um so that i mean that you know that that was a kind of a normal way to get out of it for a little bit but all all the other city streets and and all that stuff especially on my side of town um are you know like pretty unrecognizable in some spots compared to what they used to and um you know i know with like just our our backyard we lost a tree and then our neighbor lost like three trees and so there's so much more light that comes back in there and it's it just you can see so much more behind us because behind us um is a grocery store um like a big lot and then a grocery store off kind of like to the right corner and so the trees covered up the grocery store so we didn't have to see that it looked like a you know big backyard but now it's like oh there's a ugly ass grocery store (laughs) sitting there (laughs) um 
so I guess it probably devalued a little bit of the the land <laughs> just based off of like some of the views and stuff but um no I mean it's 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 pretty nuts I mean it's normally with a storm what you would see if you have a bad storm is like one neighborhood gets hit and you're like oh shit that neighborhood has like a tree or two down and oh some shingles fell off the roof and you know, occasionally, you know, maybe a roof falls off or whatever. You know, when you see a, a tornado hit somewhere, that's generally what you see on the news, and that's how it looked in every single square block. You know, every I think they said it touched in some shape or form, touched every single square block of Cedar Rapids. Um, wow! Uh, it damaged something. So, yeah, it's it's Man. it's pretty crazy. It's yeah, they said like four billion dollars worth of damage now, um, and. In terms of like recoveries, how much it's going to cost, um, but mm-hmm. you know who knows how much overall money it's going to cost in the end, and it's you know it's it's pretty nuts. And yeah, Man. I know some people got power back within four days um, on a certain side of town, but I just found out today that power came back, so it was twelve full days without power. Jeez, um, and there's going to be other neighborhoods that probably won't be until the middle of next week, just based off the damage and how they can get to them and stuff like that. So so you're still going to eat like the meat in your freezer and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you didn't open the freezer, it didn't get warm. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's, that's how it works. Okay, good. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, the longer the juices sit in it, um, the better it tastes. Yeah, so. if it looks gray, that's mm-hmm. actually good. Yeah, it means that the, the air was cooking it and not the, mm-hmm. you, you don't need a flame. Yeah, so. that's how you sous vide it. <laughs> that's what that is? Oh, I never knew. Yeah. There's so many meals I can prepare now. Yeah, you just lay it out uh, in room temperature for about a week. <laughs> Oh, dry gosh. age it. Uh, yep. Yikes. Um, so to put this in context, for folks who don't, who aren't aware and of, of Cedar Rapids. And it's called the Denacho, not the Derecho. Yeah. The, Sorry, the, the Denacho. The Denacho, they yeah. actually are bringing an item to the local Taco Bells, too. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, they're giving a dollar to charity, though. Yeah. And they're yes. actually, um, I heard that they'll, in the next couple of years, going to be rele- releasing the Denacho De Supreme. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, a, that'll be good when that happens, too. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have it with the tomato and the uh, sour cream yeah. when you go supreme. That's that's why you get that. Um, to add a little context for folks who who aren't from Iowa or don't aren't familiar with the Midwest at all, um, Cedar Rapids, where Seth lives, is uh, which is where I used to live too, is um, the second biggest city in Iowa. It's about one hundred thirty thousand residents, um, and so all of those people, one hundred thirty thousand people, just in town without power uh, for all that time. A lot of damage. A lot of the farms uh, in that in the surrounding counties damaged. Lots of money lost um, yeah. on the farms and, and the food uh, supply apparently gonna potentially be affected. So this was a huge, huge and very widespread storm. And uh, Seth, you gotta feel pretty lucky because it seems like you guys got out yeah. um, pretty easy with minor damage and the, obviously the inconvenience of being without power, but a yeah. lot of people got it a lot worse. No, true. Very true. Uh, definitely fortunate, um, in, in compared to even people in our neighborhood. But uh, it, it, speaking of the the crops and stuff, like on the way here, I noticed it way more because um, the basically the line of the storm was from where Jared is to where I was, and it, it intensified the most mm-hmm. in Cedar Rapids, where the 140 mile an hour winds was. There, that, that's their estimate based off damage because they don't have anything that can track that speed available <laughs> so they're doing doing it based off the damage they're seeing wait hold on that brings up have we are is anybody testing yet the theory that the flash ran by <laughs> is this all a marketing because, stunt from uh yeah. wb and dc snyder cut i mean fandom this weekend 
<laughs> but no, driving on the way out here, seeing seeing the crops and stuff. Um, you mean everything is tilted one way, and it's either the the crops are completely flattened or they're like just leaning. And then I noticed because uh, uh, a bunch of like um, grain bins and silos and stuff were were destroyed, and I noticed one grain bin that looked like the Hulk had just punched the side <laughs> of it. <laughs> it was like punched in. It was really Ooh. crazy. Um, but no, like that. That's the crazy thing too about it all. Um, because yeah, I, I definitely feel fortunate and and driving now both sides out of the state um, and just seeing the scope of everything. Um, because where I work. It's downtown. It's like a big building that has like big glass windows. And so we were, the power went out. I went downstairs and kind of watched in my office and watched this from a distance, at least half of it. And seeing what what it was doing, I was like, this is fucking crazy. But again, you have that mindset of, oh, this, this is something that hits a neighborhood or one area of town, you know? Um, I thought still I would have damage because my office is like two miles away from my house. So I figured like it's in the same line, but then I leave work and I see that line I'm taking to get home and seeing the, the amount of damage and how bad it was. And it was, it was like, shit, this is, this is a long area, a long area of stuff. And then I, it took me from, as a side note, five minutes normally to get home. It took me 50 minutes. It was like playing Pac-Man. Every time I'd go down a street, a tree would be down or there'd be a power line down. And so I'd have to turn around and go. It's like the, there's a ghost sitting there like at, at every at every corner um, to the point where I was driving over curbs into lawns like which was which were basically mud puddles and then driving back over to get to another street. And then that would be blocked. So I'd have to go do it again. And eventually, like I turned back to get to my house, I I had driven by once and, and saw a tree down. So I was like, well, screw it. I'll find a different way around. Then I turned back around um, once I hit a dead end on like probably the furthest point I could get to be able to get back to my place. So when I was driving back by, because I just had I had to drive to figure out what to do. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get home, where what I'm where I'm going to park. I noticed some people were driving through the trees <laughs> by my place, and so I, I was like, oh, I'll go check this out. And that I had to drive through a yard again and like in between two trees, and then eventually get to my driveway, which that Man. even that itself was really crazy. But then I didn't notice really until the next day because from I was able to get a little reception on my phone uh, because that's not that's one thing a lot of people don't think about. And I had mentioned the last time is when your power goes out, Internet's obviously out. So everyone's on the towers. And then also one of the Verizon towers also was basically turned into um, like when you step on a can and what what that looks like, (laughs) like it it was just bent up and just all like on the ground and all kinds of stuff. But um, anyway, uh, so it was awful reception right after the storm. I was able to get a couple texts through and um, uh, some Facebook messages to friends Sense and nudes. Yeah. Get, and get my nudes through for the day. Got to get my quota. <laughs> Can't miss the quota even Keep through a storm. No, no, no. Your uh, OnlyFans people are demanding. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and let people know that I was okay. Mom and dad and friends and some friends and stuff. And then, uh, from 9 p.m. that night until 11 a.m. the next morning, there was zero. It was searching for a network the entire time. You couldn't text, couldn't call, nothing. And so that was like even in itself not knowing anything other than your block. You know, just the people who are outside with you because there's nothing else to do. You know, uh, have, basically trying to drink all the beer. That's that was what I did. <laughs> a, that's what I did on Monday night is drink all the beer that I could, could finish out of the, the fridge. But uh, 
so that's that's it like your scope of the world is just that and i'm lucky enough to be in like a neighborhood with a grocery store and stuff like that so like for at least for some point it seems like everything's somewhat normal for what it can be because people are getting groceries and stuff and also then i have that option to get groceries if we're stuck for a while but um then really at that point the next day when we get the phone back i get some text through and all that stuff and it's just very intermittent when it's working um, I, so we decided to leave because I know I'm not working for a couple of days from that point. Um, the office was closed um, Tuesday and Wednesday. And so I left town to go stay at a place that had power and electricity or power and electricity, power and Internet. Um, and so we uh, and actually not even Internet. That's the other crazy thing mm-hmm. is it took out the Internet for the almost the entire half of the state for a couple of days um, because the Internet for this side of the, the state is is. Um, basically centralized in cedar rapids and there were some lines cut and all that stuff so not even internet it was just power and, and air conditioning was really all i wanted but so driving out of town seeing that was like the first real driving out and back into town was the first time i got saw like the real scope because not only even if i had internet or not only if um i was able to contact people but like I can't see the damage because no one's able to post it in town. You know, like people who actually have the damage, they can't put on Facebook and Twitter. Like, can't I can't watch the news to see the images on TV. So the again, the only scope I know is my area. When I'm driving in and out of town, and then get the set reception back for when people are able to start posting, that's when I realize how big it is. You know, that hmm. that's that's when I'm able to see like, oh, it's the entire city. It's not just the northeast side. It's the entire city of Cedar Rapids that's destroyed. Plus cities outside of cedar rapids you know and then everyone else is feeling the effects of it around the state too so um or at least this side of the state with internet and stuff like that so and cell phones um even people in online weren't able to call people like that's the other thing because the towers were so backed up so yeah it's it's it, it was it was the this again seeing the scope of it and how bad it was i felt very lucky um just you know, I might still be without internet for a couple of weeks, but at least I can live in a house because there was apartment buildings that top layers are gone. There's, um, and all those people, a lot of the people who lived in there are refugees and they're just going to have to leave now because they can't mm. afford anything. And they all, they all kind of have done move together from, from, um, they were, I think they were, I can't remember where they said they were before. New Orleans. They were in New Orleans before when during Katrina. Man. And then now they had to deal with this and they said we're gonna have to leave again. I think they said they're going to Alabama now. But Oh no. It's yeah. it's a, it's an yeah, it's entire like an entire apartment building's worth of people. Um but yeah, it's it's seeing how bad um some people's situations are now. There there was one kind of funny video. I mean, if, again, feel bad for them, but there's a, a couple guys I think live in an apartment together and it was right after the storm and it was an apartment where the top half was off. Um, but they were still up in their top half. Like it was just like the, the wall and part of the ceiling. And the one guy's looking around, he's like, God damn, look at this. Look at this. This is crazy. And the, the guy's friend is like, where's my damn Xbox? <laughs> 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 and, the, and the guy recording the video is like, what the hell are you talking about? Wanting your Xbox? Look at this place. And he's like, the other guy's like, yeah, the Xbox is the only thing I cared about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's some, I mean, there's definitely been some humor. There's been some really cool things, too. Um, there's one guy who's going to forever work um, in Cedar Rapids now. He's going to forever have a restaurant and probably be really, like, even more successful. Uh, Willie Ray's Barbecue. Um, he's been given 
basically cooking free meals since the storm. Uh, he's been driving a, a food truck around, cooking with and pulling the smoker on the back, going to all the neighborhoods. He went to that that the place with the uh, refugees and the where the apartments were blown down. They were living in tents outside. Holy shit! They were living. In, they were making their own tents and and getting buying tents to live outside because they had no place to go. There wasn't a shelter for mm-hmm. the first four days because um, no one, I mean, other than here, really knew about what was going on. They, there was no funding or availability to do it, and eventually they got funding and got this place got these places up for them but uh, he was just driving around town doing that um he's he would like let people bring in their own food if they had food that was getting bad or whatever um or just wanted or they wanted to go buy some he would just cook it oh that's awesome so he would say yeah just if you want to eat bring your food i'll cook it for you um so this this guy's gonna and he had just a little it's it's called willie ray's q shack and it's like literally like a a shack yeah it's like a shack it's like a stand you eat outside and stuff I've had it before, I think, on DoorDash, and it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think he'll he's gonna end up with a, like a legit restaurant probably out of this because it's such that's such an awesome thing, and people are gonna love him forever in Cedar Rapids. So there's some good mm-hmm. to come out of it too, and some some really cool stories. Um, our tree that fell like would cost because people are getting ripped off on trees right now. Um, like one people coming in from out of state and stuff will like estimate like removal tree removals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. They they would estimate like one tree being like six seven grand. Some people quoted like what? eight grand. Wait, wait, uh, to remove grand. a tree. Yeah. I would do it for like two hundred dollars. <laughs> um. So there was someone who had twenty trees down, and they were quoted forty thousand dollars. Just burn the whole property. <laughs> like burn it all. Yeah. Um. Luckily, wow. the because the neighbor again behind us had the worst of it. Um. Where the actual line got power line or the power pole got broken. Stuff. He had three trees down. He had two, his two sons come from up from Kansas City to with chainsaws to mm-hmm. cut it all up. They got it done in two days for these giant trees, but they also cut ours up for us. So we like took all the branches off, and then they cut the, yeah, the actual yeah, yeah. lot, you know, the made trunk. some nice wafers for you. Yeah, so that was nice. Like a lot of those type of stories, um, but no, so you know, crazy shit. It's could have been worse, but you know, overall for the city. It, I mean, I think it got about about as bad as it could. Well, for the, the weird city. thing is, Seth, mm-hmm. like you're saying, I mean, I live two hours, a little yeah. over two hours away, and sure, we had some damage here. Mm-hmm. But even living two hours away, we didn't even know how bad it was in Cedar Rapids until probably two, three days later. <laughs> right. Um, when I started seeing pictures on social media, Instagram, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And, I mean, that was another nine days until you actually got power. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's insane. Yeah, that's the craziest thing about it all is I think that's the thing to come from it is the 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 lack. Not even... I mean, the lack of attention, I, I'm not even mad about that. Like, I, some people are way more upset of... Well, of, especially this year, I feel like there's a lot Yeah, there's a going lot on. going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the lack the, the lack of no help. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't want... I don't even care if people, you know, talk about it. Just, like, bring the help that is... And that you need the, the attention to get the help. But um, the people shouldn't be living in tents for six days, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and the power thing is I think is a little different because they brought in I mean every they brought they brought in I think 2,000 crews at one point came up um, like at, were up at once to, to get it back on they got it back on probably faster than they should have for a lot of people and they said they had to do eight months worth of work with replacing poles and lines in you know 12 days oh man um, my god so I think that's that's an achievement the, the, the way that they the 
company handled it in terms of like promising stuff and not even necessarily promising stuff, but like saying, reiterating that we're going to do this by this time and, and fudging a lot of numbers, not um, following through essentially given, <laughs> yeah. the, given what 75% of the information. Yeah. They, they were, they were, they were basically sticking by certain goals and I know goals is a, you know, it's supposed to be like you're, you want to achieve this, but they were just being really strong with a lot of their, their statements and they kept adjusting things like in terms of timelines and you could just tell they were doing certain things with numbers. I don't like the way they handled it. I just think that they could have handled mm-hmm. it in a way and they're trying to do it so they, cause they're going to increase prices. That's how it always works with these um, because they had to pay people and use extra resources and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's why they're doing it is so that people get less mad when they have to raise prices. But I think that they just cause more anger. But in terms of the linemen there, yeah, it's the, the work they did is absolutely incredible. Like that, getting stuff back up so quick for the amount of damage it did, and for every like every lineman I talked to, including my uncles, I have two uncles who work for Alliant and Mid American Energy, which are the two big ones here. Um, they said it's you know like the worst storm they've ever had to deal with, and people from out of, I mean, people came from Canada, people came from Ohio and Pennsylvania, and like. Those people are saying from all across the country, it's the worst they've ever seen one city like that. So, yeah, the work they did is is incredible. It's the um, what was the I, I forget who's the whose quote this is, but I think it might be uh, Mr. Rogers. They say when something goes wrong, look for the helpers. And mm-hmm. um, between the the guys giving out food and people cutting up trees and and the line workers doing the overtime, that's that's where to that's where to look for your yeah inspiration in times like these that's pretty pretty great to see and i know you know um iowans are tough sons of bitches so they'll they'll get everything well, figured out but they like to say they are and then complain about it even <laughs> <laughs> even though they they say how tough they are yeah uh, you might be onto something there but um yeah there was certainly glad that uh i, I know that um the the um uh, loss of life and injuries were, were relatively low. I know there are a couple people killed mm-hmm. in accidents, but um, not not as bad as it could have been. So a yeah. lot of property damage. Um, but I think you know a lot of people saying that they're feeling lucky after all this, which is which is I think the proper spirit to be. Yeah, in. go go find. I mean, just the the trees that were uprooted. Some of, some of them that were just completely tipped over. I mean, they were the size of like trucks in terms of like the root bed you know like Jeez. it's it just ripped it out it, yeah entirely uh, out of the ground like there was there's a picture of a kid um on sitting on the top of a tree with like leaning on the root bed it was so big like she was able to like lay on it like a hammock type of thing like and the, the root bed was hmm. so far up like it was probably a six six seven foot root bed like if you were just to stand next to it um tall and then like wide it would be like probably 15 feet like huge oh man those people now live in that tree <laughs> pretty much yeah like the, just the <laughs> and then like the thing that i also didn't understand is like so, so those trees that get uprooted but then your fucking small ass ones that were just planted three weeks ago are still somehow still on the ground it's like what the hell <laughs> didn't have enough uh, branches maybe to catch the wind needed yeah. to rip it out something like that know. that's insane i i want to know uh, because, you know, other than the obvious damage and everything to, I guess, cut through the, the seriousness of it all. Um, I'm curious about your time sans power because you've been, you've been going to work, you've had mm-hmm. power at work, but I, but until now you just found out you've not had power at home. So this is a couple weeks 
And everyone who listens to the show know that you're pretty much constantly using electricity. <laughs> um, so what have you been doing at home? How are you spending? How have you been spending time? Well, technically still using electricity because um, uh, I download a lot of stuff to my phone. Um, luckily enough, I had some battery packs, so I didn't ever really worry about losing like power <laughs> entirely. Um, I was able to charge stuff at work and, and I have a couple battery packs, one that lasts like four charges through and one is like one. Um, so I, you know, had plenty of, of availability there with, um, downloading YouTube videos and Netflix stuff, even though I really just watch YouTube videos. Um, did a fair amount of like talking on the phone too. you know, I'd get calls randomly. Um, so that took up some of the night I'd cook a little bit, um, because I, one had to get through some of the food that, um, I had, and then two, I, you know, figured out I could use my stove because it's a gas stove. So I had a lighter. Um, so I did a little bit of cooking and the thing about that too is like, um, I, when you're eating for just one person you can't store it afterwards, you either have to eat a lot or yeah. like kind of try and combine meals for the next night with the stuff you can save over. So like I had, um, I bought some like hoagie buns that I used for brats and then I, I really wanted a taco sub, which I haven't had in so long. So I used the remaining <laughs> hoagie buns for taco subs the next night what's a taco sub you remember how, it's just taco it's like it's just like it's like taco, taco pizza but i'm bread instead a hoagie yeah hmm. subway used to have them they were that really actually good sounds, really. that sounds good to me i i'm amazed i've never heard of this yeah before it sounds like something we should have eaten a million of when we were kids, but <laughs> yeah. i i'm hearing about this for the first time and it makes total sense to me i didn't even bat an eye yeah subway <laughs> used to have them i used to get them a decent amount um so I did a little bit of cooking. Um, I did a little bit of writing on like actual paper. Um, so I. <laughs> and, Whoa. <laughs> and then um, I played a lot of solitaire. I, I played a lot of solitaire. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I did stuff. It, it by the time like I got home from work, and then went to bed, it was a pretty quick. You know, it, it went by fast. I never like felt bored because I, I, you, you find you find ways to prepare to you know be entertained like mm -hmm. with the when the power the the first night if i would have been by myself um that would have really sucked because there was absolutely nothing like the only thing i could have done is like i guess write or play solitaire or you know like that type of thing but i with having the phone and the ability to listen to podcasts and and um watch stuff like that that cuts out a lot of the time where you're like going crazy of like, I have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. So after the first night and you have time to prepare and gather, you know, entertainment then, and then it's not as bad. It's just really, you're missing. The only thing that really sucked was the sleep because I don't like sleeping with my windows open in general. Um, plus my allergies are terrible because of how all the stuff getting cut up, like all the sawdust in the air and like leaves and like that have are dying and releasing shit into the air. Like it's, it was my my allergies were terrible, but I had to sleep with the windows open. Otherwise, it was like ninety degrees, Ugh. and so um, it, it, the sleep was bad. Like I'll sleep so much better. I haven't had a good night's sleep in probably twelve days because either been in my hot ass room or aller with allergies or chainsaws going all night because people were cleaning up and picking stuff up and um, crews were putting power back up all um, the whole time, twenty four hours. So. Um, hmm. just sleeping was really bad. So when I get back and have air and stuff, that'll be the best night's sleep. Cause then other times I was on couches or air mattresses. So it'll be a great night's sleep on Sunday night, I think. Oh yeah. 
you're gonna feel like king shit when you go back in and flip a light switch and your light comes on i know <laughs> it's that, that that's gonna be really strange actually because i i honestly don't want to turn the light switch on because um i don't know like where i put stuff during this time um you know with it being so dark it's like where's my tv remote i don't know where that's at <laughs> so it's gone. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to like see where I put stuff. There's gonna be so much dust on shit because the house was going un unhabited, ha- habited, uninhabited, uninhabited, uh, uninhabited for days on end. So like there was nothing moving around. It was just sawdust from the air, <laughs> like just settling. So it's 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 gonna look a little uh, interesting in there. But I did one one thing I did do is do dishes by hand. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, I did dishes by hand a couple times too during during this, so that was uh, I felt a little productive. Oh, and then the other mm-hmm. the other thing I felt super productive was when we were cutting the tree. Um, I I did it with a with a machete. Um, That's awesome. Oh shit! Yeah, I had a machete and on and then the other side is a, like a saw. It's so basically it's like a handsaw type of thing. And uh, so we, I was just cutting the shit out of these these branches by hand, um, and then I did a little bit more because the other tree in our yard is leaning it is leaning super duper far i'll show actually uh, i'll i'll send you a picture uh later and i'll show you but it's it's gonna fall eventually and so we cut some of the branches off on the heavy end to help maybe slow it down a little bit but yeah it's (laughs) it's it's trees are just not gonna look normal in cedar rapids until new ones grow i'm picturing like a cut like a montage or a reel of Seth doing stuff around his house. And it actually sounds like kind of a fun little, um, I don't know, throwback or nostalgia trip, like picturing you sitting at a desk, just writing on something. I don't know what you're writing about, but dear mother, you're like writing a letter (laughs) and then, and then you're like doing, you're cooking and then you're cleaning some dishes and then you're swinging the fuck out of a machine. Like, I bet you had a lot of fun for a little bit with that machine. Oh yeah. Just you're all Um, greased up out there, cutting stuff up. What song is playing during that montage though? Uh, Ooh. well, I did randomly sing. I mean, I sang a bunch of random songs to myself when I was alone too. So, um, but I, I'd mentioned to you guys when we were playing games last night, I, I was singing the Brady Bunch theme song for some reason. <laughs> and that, that's a song I will sometimes sing when I'm, when I am being productive. I don't know why. It's just like, it's like something that I focus on while I'm doing something else to like, just keep going, I guess. Like when I was doing the dishes, I would just, here's this story, you know, or mm-hmm. cutting the, with the machete. I was just having that in my head. I don't know why. That's a song I've used for years, just as like a filler. Hmm. That's so. That's like a. Um, it's like a chain gang song, or like, um, like the, uh, the beginning of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs yeah. at High Hope. Yeah, High Hope. Yeah, it's just, exactly. It's just got a. It's got a rhythm. Yeah, that yep. you know. Here's a story. Da, 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 da. It just got. It's a marching. <laughs> You're just killing those branches, killing yeah. those dishes. Yep. That is, uh, I got it. Someone's got to, we need a production company ASAP because I need Seth singing the Brady Bunch and other classic theme songs while chopping wood. I think we're onto something here. And I, and I think part of it too is like, I'll sit there and try and think of the lyrics for some of the stuff too when I don't know them. And so that's another, that's another part of it is like, it's something to focus on while like something, a task I'm focusing on while also doing a task. I have the, I've been doing that with Hamilton. So I can empathize. I, I actually today watched the first uh, the first act from Hamilton again. Oh my god! I was just like, I don't know what to watch, and I put it on. I only I stopped at the halfway mark. Um, so I, I guess I'm I'm showing a little bit more control over my addiction. But uh, Hamilton has indeed taken my life over. Well, Seth, we are 
so happy that you were able to share with us your harrowing tale of survival uh, this week. And, and certainly, you know, our thoughts go out to everyone dealing with the aftermath of the storm and, and um, you know, everyone help each other out because um, that's, that's what, we, what everyone needs to do in times like these. So um, we're glad that we are going to be able to depart uh, and hopefully distract you if you are in that affected area uh, with some movie and some TV chat. Um, so we're going to flip over and get into some of that now, and we're going to start in the TV corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. You know what just occurred to me during during that sounder? A um, lot of wood out there for Mike to be yes. working right now. Yes. This could be could be a big time uh, for, for the folks over at Corn Fed and Wed. Some so Mike's wood. If you do have trees... Take them to Mike. He'll turn them into a table for you. Uh, it sounds like taking advantage of an opportunity. I like it. Actually, I did see a kid um, from a town nearby who made a baseball bat out of the uh, branch that fell in his yard. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, He's sick. like a 12-year-old kid. Nice. Is it corked? Man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what? Not, yeah, I was like, is it corked? <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting home runs with it's it. going to go rip dingers. Yeah. Well, actually, that, that relates a little bit because we're going to start in the world of sports. The first of three series that we're going to talk about today, and this is a Netflix animated show uh, that has just come out this past week. It's available now. Jared, you got a sneak peek. What do you think of this show, Hoops? Yes. So this is, uh, like you're saying, an adult kind of animated, uh, kind of in the vein of, I would say, like a Rick and Morty, Solar Opposites, um, Big Mouth, something kind of like that, where, you know, it's it's animated. It looks fun, like, you know, family fun, but it's very much rated R, very, um, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what I want to say here, very uh, strong language, I would say, and, and the things that they dive into. Um, this series is a complete airball from Netflix. <laughs> this thing oh, wow. was a chore to get through. Like, this was um, 10 episodes, each episode's about 20 minutes, you know, one of those, you know, half an hour comedies. But man, I... I just don't know if if this is a, a, a kind of humor that might sit with other people. Um, the main character is Ben. He's kind of this washed up, you know, basketball coach. He's coaching high school basketball. He very much like wants to make it into the pros or college ball uh, coaching there. But he's voiced by Jake Johnson, and he is the most unlikable character. There is no redeeming qualities. So. That's the thing that I think just tur- turns you off instantly of, like, you know, these other shows, like, sure, um, Rick and Morty, for example, like, they're uh, very unlikable at times, but they do have those redeeming qualities at the end of the day, and you see some hu- humility to them, and this is just a character that is just, disp- like, he's unlikable the whole time. You don't like him at all, and... The humor, they, there's kind of the, these reoccurring bits that they go back to all the time, but it's very obscure references, like like a Jodie Foster movie from like way back in the day, and it just the the payoff, it, it's just like, w- did someone have this movie on in the background when they're writing this, and they thought it'd be funny to put in there? Like the humor is a big miss. I I just think that this is one that you should just completely skip out on. I, I mean there are a couple episodes with some funny bits but not enough to say that that whole episode is worth watching let alone 10 episodes so again hoops uh just don't watch this one 
Oh, that's sad. Yikes. I saw, too, like, it's Hoops a lot. Of, he got a lot of the cast from, like, New Girl and has a decent voice cast and stuff, too. And that's the thing is, yeah, like, it, Jake Johnson, you got uh, Rob Riggle, you have, I don't I don't know who else you have pulled up there, but it. that's the thing is, there's a lot of voices behind it that are no names, but none of the, char- like, none of the characters pop. It, it's just, I don't know. It, it, maybe, again, maybe out there someone's going to like it, but, uh... Not for me. Well, it sounds like Hoops is um, is Poops, <laughs> so maybe don't watch that. I was interested in this. I was gonna. I thought, ah, maybe this will be fun. I, you know, I like uh, you know animated shows that cuss occasionally. And I was thinking of putting this on, but then um, we were chatting the other night, and then I caught um, your opinion the other day when we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll skip it because you, you were pretty uh, pretty heavily with the heavy with the warning there. So um, if you are going to check out Hoops, uh, heed the warning that uh, you, you're you're going into something not likely to entertain, at least from Jared's perspective. And uh, Cody, if you're looking for a, a cartoon with for adults that swears, uh, I got a perfect rec- perfect recommendation for you, and it's BoJack Horseman. Oh, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You've been trying to get me on BoJack for a long, long time. I, I'm actually not really, at this point, I'm not anti. I used to be anti-BoJack Horseman. Now I'm pretty BoJack Horseman neutral. Um, so I'm, work, I'm working my way toward, toward eventually watching it, especially now that it's over and I know it's not a thousand episodes. But um, let's move on to our second series, which I think is you're going to hear us talk a lot differently about um, than we did Hoops. This is a Netflix uh, documentary series called High Score. And it is primarily about the history and popularization of video games. And so this is something that jumped out to us, um, to all of us really, but Jared and I were the only ones that were able to actually watch it um, this week, as, as you guys all know with Seth. But Rub it um, in. This is something, <laughs> you, say, you say, hey, Co, uh, Netflix made a documentary about the history of video games. Immediately, I'm in. Um, and what was funny about this is, I got, so this was on Thursday of this week, I got a notification that said, hey, High Score is now available on Netflix. They, they had pinged me with a, um, a notification. And I went out to the YouTubes. At Jared Buckendall. And I said, I want to see if Jared liked this because I knew you had early access. And so I watched your review and you said, this is amazing. Uh, you got to go watch it. And I, I paused the review and I said, all right, Jared, I'm jumping in. And I burned through the whole thing in like two seconds. <laughs> this thing is awesome. Uh, so I have to thank you because I, I probably would have watched it anyway, but your recommendation pushed me that last little distance. I'm so glad I watched this. This was incredibly informative. Um, I learned a lot of things I hadn't known. I met a lot of characters, not characters because they're actual people, but <laughs> met a lot of individuals. I wasn't aware of their stories before. Um, and a lot of that early console era with the Nintendo Entertainment System and the Sega eventually coming out, Super NES, um, a lot of that time period happened really before I was aware of anything in, in consoles. And so um, I, I learned a lot. It was also, I just think, produced really well. It was is aesthetically and the sound was really creative and cool. I thought this was a home run and like a must watch if you're a game fan. And I know that's uh, a lot of what you had said too, but what am I missing here, Jared? I, I feel like there's a million things we could say positive. Yeah, about this, yeah. This, I, uh, I, I think it was like one episode into this and I was like completely hooked like you were. I, I binged through it the whole time the whole way um i think the the quote from my trailer was high score is fucking awesome like i loved this <laughs> because like you're saying it touches on some historical elements in kind of the 80s 90s of video games and kind of how certain game systems or mascots or events and how kind of the landscape of video games now has been formed 
um, I just loved kind of diving into that because, you know, I, I'm a gamer, you're a gamer, we like games, but also kind of seeing how things were essentially a little taboo back then. Like, for example, they, they touch on the ESRB ratings and Mortal Kombat and Night mm-hmm. Trap, which are very pedestrian to what we get now. But um, I don't I don't know. I think the stories were great that they focused on. It's very much like a nostalgic trip. Like, I felt very nostalgia for this, even though probably half the games or half the stuff that they talk about actually happened before I was born or very young. But then again, once they started getting into, like, Sega and Super Nintendo and Doom and stuff, like, I remember those commercials. I remember that, like, box art at the store. Um... But also, like you're saying, the, the the music that they put in in between to kind of tell the story, but also they animate it to make it look like 8-bit kind of video games. Like, a guy's talking about him, like, having a meeting with someone, and they kind of animate that in that pixelated art form, <laughs> which I thought, again, made that storytelling element very fun or entertaining to watch. Um, yeah, I, I cannot recommend this enough. I mean, I, I loved this high score. Um, I will definitely go back to it just to even just to throw it on in the background like I loved it and it's also fun to go back and see how these people like the the councils fighting for mascots like we need a mascot over here like our systems for teens and we want fast and that's how like Sonic the Hedgehog came up or these other companies that literally they had no idea what they were doing but now they're names that you cannot get away from like Doom for example. I think what was the most fascinating to me about this is that nowadays a person could be forgiven for just understanding that video games are a thing, right? You, you, you turn it on, you play it, that's, that's it. And, and because we've grown up with that technology, it's not really that far-fetched. But what, what the series dives into that was really interesting to me is the actual like inception and creation of some of these things that weren't so obvious back then. like. They had computers, but they were for computing. And then someone went, oh, let's make a game. And then every step after that was like, okay, we know we would like to do this. How are we going to figure out the technology um, in order to make that happen? Doom comes up, um, and Doom was the first uh, multiplayer game that you could play across an internet connection. And these guys had the idea, okay, we want two different people on two different computers to be able to play against each other. And how do we do that? And then they have to go figure all that out. And now we have Fortnite champions winning $10 million. <laughs> yep. Like that is the part of it that you get to see how humble the beginnings actually were and all the like dusty, like busted up piece together motherboards that they were building these games out of. And like the Miss Pac-Man story is so fascinating because they basically just hacked a video yep. game to make Miss Pac-Man. And the uh, to see the humble beginnings and then just the like the these guys none of these guys are like cool sexy guys and and girls and the females too they were like the nerds and outcasts of their groups and now they're all billionaires um so it was just kind of funny to see like how much i don't think there's enough credit given for the technological like leaps that were made for the sake of gaming because it's for games. It's not for something that people consider to be important. But now the way the industry is, people get that. But back then these were just weirdos messing around with their hobby. And to know that that was happening then 
and to see what it is now that was the biggest thing for me that was really fascinating that's what had me hooked in the whole Mm -hmm. time yeah some of the some of the cool things of like technological advancements was like okay we can move left right up down but how do we use depth essentially like make that 3d space Mm -hmm. so that was kind of a thing and then also um rpgs they're like well i want to do this like i want to make a character i want to be essentially take my personality and put it into that character but then make my own decisions and like mapping that out and then actually making it happen on a computer that had little to no processing speed at that time was literally pushing the envelope of what they technically like technology wise could do it's insane it really is like they they talk a lot about madden football in one of the episodes and the tech at the time didn't allow for them to have 11 yep, guys yep. on each team. <laughs> they had to take guys off the field. And now you see Madden and like you could trick someone into thinking that was a real game or like an actual football game playing out in front of you. And all of the levels, they, they explained just a little, they don't get super into the tech on the show. They kind of yada yada a lot of it. But to think of how innovative and creative and then just like skilled they had to be to put all that pull all that to stuff together with no budget in most cases and then also the kind of cavalier business dealings yeah yep uh they they talk about different tricky things they did with like contracts and like things that they just flat out fucking stole and then sold um and there's all sorts of that because this was the wild west for a long time uh really until nintendo and eventually sega um kind of where it became the the big beasts of it but it is well, i can't say i mean we could just talk about our favorite parts and we'd go back and forth for two hours like the whole thing was super seth you gotta watch this asap as soon as you yeah, can yeah i'm downloading it to um, my phone currently anyone else and uh anyone else out there if you're into video games at all uh you're gonna you have to it's it's must see stuff yeah i actually already prepared for the power to be out because i bought an adapter so i could plug my phone and my tv without like wi-fi or anything so uh i nice. should be able to cast it up there and and watch them stuff uh which that'll be what i'm choosing to watch probably next you're gonna dig it six episodes they're right around 40 minutes a piece on average um so you're not spending a ton of time it's a few hours um but you're gonna dig it and you and you're probably gonna go through it i'm excited to watch it again you dig it so that's high score you can watch that on netflix now uh same with hoops (laughs) choose high score hoops Um, but we want to depart from Netflix and talk just a little bit about HBO because uh, HBO has a new series coming out, new drama series, Lovecraft Country. And uh, this has had quite a bit of hype um, and had some really interesting and intriguing trailers come out ahead of time. And Jared actually got an opportunity to see a few episodes of this early. And we heard about that last week. Um, and Jared's really digging it. So Jared, tell the folks at home if, if, if they're going to be watching uh, Lovecraft Country and episode one is available now, um, you're gonna, they're going to be able to follow along with you as they go through the week? Yeah, yeah. Like I said last week, I did kind of a quick review on the first five episodes, but every week, you know, this drops uh, eight or nine o'clock, I think, on HBO Max, and I will be doing episode breakdowns, um, you know, kind of giving my spoiler-free thoughts first, but then we're diving into spoilers kind of uh, theories and where we think the show might be going. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out on my channel every week. But Cody, you've seen episode one, correct? Yes. What did you think? I am the biggest, the the be- the the most succinct way I can put it is I am uh, anticipating. I'm in anticipation uh, of what's now going to happen because, as you put it last week, it seems like they've they've given you. 
a taste of everything the show's going to do. Um, they, they introduced some great characters. There's some fantastic acting in it already. Um, they tease a little bit of some of the uh, monster aspects of it. They, they show you the historical relevance of where they're at and in what time. There's obviously talk of racism. You get a little bit of a taste of all these different things that I know they're going to continue to explore, and I'm just so ready for all of it. Um, I know I need to watch episode one again because I wasn't. It didn't. I, I wasn't as locked into it. Not not by any fault of the show. It was just my own circumstances while I was watching it. Um, I was a little bit distracted, so I need to watch it again because I feel like there's a lot of like detail I want to watch out for, and I really want to lock in on it. And so I'm really excited to go back, catch first episode again watch the second one tomorrow, and then keep up with the videos because I think it's going to be one of those shows that lends itself to that kind of treatment every week because I suspect there's going to be just a lot of little things kind of going around and Easter eggs to explore and research. And um, it, it's uh, after all of that, everything about it is interesting just in setup, but then it's executed incredibly well. The the, the cinematography, the acting, um, the way they shoot the locations, the, the way that they frame everything you never forget that you're in the 50s it just always is clear by the way that they're showing you things um and i it's it's uh, as as much as as much as i've been excited for a pilot since watchmen mm-hmm, i would mm-hmm. say um and i don't watch a ton of tv so i don't know how high praise that is but uh that's where i'm at i'm really excited to see where this goes yeah again i think uh, episode one does a great job of giving you what to expect kind of a nice grab bag of what lovecraft country is gonna kind of involve in again i've only seen five episodes but probably the first five episodes yeah we can't wait um so episode two so this episode 157 of the soko show it's coming out on sunday uh, august 23rd so tonight if you're listening to it that day um the second episode of lovecraft lovecraft country will be up on hbo also jared's uh episode two um, how are you referring to these videos and when, when do we have them out? Is it same night or are you putting them next it, day? It or will when, be, when uh, the folks have these, them? these will be same night. I think honestly, um, I'm trying to mess around with the time. I don't know if I'm dropping it right after it ends or right before it airs. Um, just, you know, stay up to date on my channel, social media, all of that stuff for it. But, uh, yeah, every single week for what the next 10 weeks, I think it is, uh, episode breakdowns. Boom. You're going to love them. Episode breakdowns of Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country catch up. Um, we may do a little bit of, of uh, talk of each episode on this show. We won't do as deep a dives as you're going to get um, on the YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. So if you really want to get deep in this show and follow along with us, um, head on over to the J Buck Studios YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed and then turn on your notifications so you'll know as soon as uh, a new breakdown of Lovecraft Country pops up. So um, Seth, you got a couple homework assignments from the TV corner this week. You got to catch up to Lovecraft Country and you got to watch High School. Are you going to come hook back up my internet? <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, at least at least you know that you're not missing out on hoops, though. That's true. One I can take off my list. <laughs> yep. All right, folks, that's it this week for the TV corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. All right, you've been sitting on this one for a little while uh, because of the delay, but uh, Seth did some homework this week for We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and... You're gonna need a bigger boat. All right, you're gonna have to deep dig back into your couple weeks ago memory, Seth. What, what did you catch from your list this week? I don't remember. I'm too traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did actually have a hard time remembering it. Um, I, uh, but uh, I, I watched it, uh, I think, two weeks ago now, today. Um, 
I watched Hidden Figures. Yay! <laughs> I was waiting for a reaction. Um, but no, uh, Hidden Figures. So it's every bit as um, great as you've talked about. I mean, how did you see it when it was in the theater? I saw it in theater, and ooh, I think I lost. <laughs> I was wet necked. <laughs> um, but again, again, my my details are going to be a little fuzzy because it's been a while. Um, lots happened, but. Um, yeah, the so the three leads are Taraji P Henson, um, Joel uh, uh, Janelle. Janelle. There Monet. we go. I know the last name. I couldn't remember the first name. Janelle Monet, um, and then Octavia Spencer. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're all three fantastic in the leads. Um, of course, just the the brief uh, overview. At, um, they're th- three. They're all three very important at um, have very important roles at NASA. Um, within all i guess all three they're all three different departments technically right like they're engineers but um they like one's math more math focused one's mm-hmm. more designing focused and octavia spencer's just like really good with kind of running things supervising and putting things together and and kind of yeah. solving well, problems so Taraji, um, Taraji's a mathematician. Octavia Spencer becomes one of the first experts on the IBM mm-hmm. supercomputer that they get at NASA, so that's why she's right. involved. And then um, Janelle Monet is, I think, um, it's mechanical engineering. Yeah. I think so. She's actually building like the capsule. Yeah. So yeah, they they end up kind of plucking them from different areas of NASA, and and they, you know, they all become very important, as you said. Yeah, and, and um, Octavia Spencer is kind of like, because she was like at the beginning fixing the car up, and, and uh, so she's like, they kind of mentioned that she's like really good at just like figuring things out type of thing, and so, because yeah, mm-hmm. she just picks up the directions with the computer and starts doing it, <laughs> so thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, they're all three fantastic. Of course, it deals, uh, you know, mostly about, you know, the, the barriers they overcame as as both women and, and uh, being black as well, so you know, just not getting the opportunities and having to fight really hard to, to get the opportunities by showing how great they were at their jobs. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely deserved of all of the, the praise and the, um, nominations and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think, I think I do remember you coming home from this one. Um, or like, at least you remember like shortly after you, I think you came home from it at, when we were living together and, uh, yeah, you, you were you were talking it up. You had a lot of praise for it, and, uh, and it mo- it's one I meant to go to around that time. I just never ended up making it because it, yeah, it was over the holidays, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I think it. I was thinking back to this because I saw like a matinee of it, so I think it came out like at a packed. Either it was a holiday weekend or like a packed week with like some other big blockbuster because mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't my first choice that week. I remember mm-hmm. that, um, and uh, and I may have even caught it a little bit later. Uh, after I heard it was going to be nominated, but um, it, it was, yeah, it, it was not the biggest. It didn't get a huge um, box office return, I don't mm-hmm. think. Not, not maybe what it could have for how good it was. Yeah, no, it's it incredible performances, um, great story, and and just all overall great movie it needs to be seen. Boom! I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Hidden figures checked off of the list, which means that Seth needs a replacement. Um, and I've got one for you. I've, I feel like I've been going light on you, so I'm going to give you something a touch darker in tone. I don't know this. if you have. Uh, have you seen the film? Sorry, I don't know if you have a. If it's, a, <laughs> I think that was the only light tone movie that I, that I had as in figures in terms the of game because <laughs> like Overlord <laughs> is fucking murder zombies and shit. Um, <laughs> Training Day is kind of an intense movie. Lock is an intense movie, and Minority Report. 
Yeah, okay. I think those are all fun movies. The, the way I think of fun movies. I like um, and you'll, I think you'll agree once you see all those two. But um, the, the next movie I'm going to get you um, is Rounders. Have you seen no. this? Okay, good. Uh, I think you're going to really dig this. Dig so it. This is uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Edward Norton. And this is from late 90s, early 2000s, I believe. And they are uh, playing poker. And um, that's pretty much the entire movie is them playing poker. And um, uh, Norton is a little bit of a scumbag and he gets Matt Damon into some situations he doesn't want to be in. There's also a great supporting role by John Malkovich in here. That's awesome. So I think you're going to really dig uh, Rounders. It's a little bit darker in tone. For me, it's like a... I, I want to say it reminds me of Goodwill Hunting, but but it, it it's it's very different. It's it's just that he's he's trying to kind of escape some city cir- some shitty circumstances using his skill in poker, and so in that way it's kind of similar. And it's Matt Damon, but then it's just a little bit darker. It's a little more gritty, um, and it's obviously based in the world of like underground poker. So um, it's pretty good. I think you're gonna dig it a lot, um, and and it's one that um, that I watch. I've seen a few times, um, and I really dig. There's some good. They shoot the poker in it pretty well. Um, I don't even I don't know shit about poker, so I don't know if that's <laughs> technically true, but it's tense and exciting the whole way through. Poker, so. I barely know her. Anyway, rounders. Yeah, there you go. Wow, wow. wow. Oh, oh, nice. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so rounders. You just made the list. And does that mean? Does that mean it's my turn next week, or is it Jared's? I, I think been I've so been long. deferring for a while, so let's go to you. <laughs> okay, it'll be my it'll be my week next week, and I've got on my list, I've got Waves, Dogma, The Fighter, Stronger, and Bad Education. Um, so I'm looking forward to check. I'm actually excited about all these. Um, so I'm not sure what I'm going to pick, but I'll be back with uh, a review of one of those five movies next time on We Missed the Boat. Oh, I'm on a boat, and you're going to need a bigger boat. Alrighty, we continue uh, staying in the world of movies. Going to talk about some things uh, that have come out recently. Let's get into some reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, guys, we got a shitload of movies to work through here. Um, I'm counting seven in total. And why don't we start with one uh, that Jared reviewed a few weeks ago? This is a Netflix documentary series uh, that Seth was able to catch up with. Seth, what were your thoughts on this trend? Trend, yeah, I'll be quick on this one. Um, it, it so it, if uh, for those who don't remember, it's a story. It's, it's a it's a true story. It happened where this fucking guy, um, he's a welder in Colorado. Um, he basically got felt like he got screwed over by the the local people there, and and felt like that they were all kind of like. Um, like a like a like a boys club and you know no one can get into it unless you're like born into the the town and have money and stuff and so feels like he gets screwed over um he ends up getting getting some money but he builds a uh what it's nicknamed called the kill dozer um but it's a, it's a bulldozer that is lined with um there's like two metal sheets and concrete in between the the sheets um, and has a couple guns in it, and it's like this crazy, awesome tank. <laughs> but uh, he uses it to go around the town and destroy people's buildings and, and um, their businesses and things like that on his revenge tour. And it's it's chronicling all that um, and getting interviews of the people that um, had stuff damaged and 
it's a it's a pretty nuts story. It shows two sides of like kind of what hit where where the guy was coming from, and then where the the town was coming from, and you know kind of gives you like who is the bad guy type of thing here. Um, but it's it's pretty damn entertaining. It's on Netflix, so that's one I'd recommend checking out. I, I need to watch this. I got to close the loop on it. Uh, it's been on my list for a couple weeks, but now that I hear that you've enjoyed it, uh, it's it's gonna get moved up. I got I got to watch this. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Um, I'll I'll start with one that um, came out this summer, we think, on VOD. Um, I caught it on Amazon Prime. Uh, this is a movie called Vivarium, and it stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. And they are. This is an interesting concept, which is why I I clicked this. Um, they are house hunting. They're a couple. They're not married either. Uh, they're dating. And they're house hunting. They go to an open house. Um, they are shown, they're shown a house in this neighborhood where all the houses look exactly the same, like, like, like the same. It's the same house. Um, they're spaced out perfectly in this like nice grid. And this guy's like really weird that shows them around the house. And he's showing them around the house. And then he just leaves. And they're alone in this house. And um, they decide, all right, that's fucking weird. We're going to leave. And so they get in their car and they start to drive out of this neighborhood and they realize they can't get out of this neighborhood because all the houses look exactly the same and they don't know the way to get out. And they're driving around and what they think are these like crazy loops and they're trying to get out of this neighborhood and they keep just getting back to the house number nine that they were, that they were at. And so they find that they're trapped in this place and they, they need, they're expected to go just live in this house. And uh, a bunch of things start happening where some outside presence uh, kind of reveals itself and gives them like some supplies, uh, kind of explains to them why they're there. And what is fun about this is the way that um, the movie doesn't, other movies would let us know uh, what's happening before the um, before the characters in it do, but we're kind of like right alongside the characters the whole time, so we find out things as they do uh, at every step, which is interesting. So seeing it's one of those movies where just finding out what the hell is going on is the movie, kind of like uh, Amulet, <laughs> like just what the hell, what is this? And that that was that was the intrigue kind of the whole way through. Um, this movie Vivarium. It's got some some interesting um, and an interesting aesthetic to it. It's kind of a muted, there's a lot of color in it, but it's like muted color. Uh, and I think part of what they're trying to get across is like suburban life being a little bit drab and there's just a kind of a, a grayness to everything. Um, Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots are both really interesting in this. Uh, it, it's different from anything I've seen both of them in. Eisenberg is... Um, a little more quiet, a little less quirky, uh, a little more masculine in this than I've seen him in a lot of things. Imogen Poots is playing, playing frankly, a, a relatively typical character, He's a female character who, who um, you know, isn't sure of what's going on, starts to lose it a little bit, as as both characters do. And um, they did a, they did a good job. It, it's often just the two of them on screen, and uh, they do a good job playing off each other, and then individually having their scenes. So. This was really interesting. I wouldn't say it's a huge recommend because I think a lot of people are going to be kind of unsatisfied by the way this wraps up. Um, the there's the the climax of this movie isn't a, a high 
in the same way that a lot of other movies are. And I think some people might find that it's not worth um, kind of everything that came before. It is short though, it's barely 90 minutes. So um, if you just wanna see something that's intriguing and, and kind of what the fuck is this and watch it unfold um, over a little bit and see some pretty good acting in it and a very interesting concept and a fun one to kind of think out and chat about afterwards, I think. Um, then I would give it the recommendation. But uh, again, not going to scream it from the rooftops, but I, I had a nice enough. <gasps> That's you screaming from the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I thought about checking out from time to time, just kind of scrolling through, but have never clicked play. Yeah. I, f- I feel like you would dig it. I, I think. Oh, yeah, you dig it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go to a another one. Let's go to you, Jared, for this one. Um, let's see. I know you've got a few here. Uh, well, I'll let you pick. What well, you got a few on the list here that only you've seen. Uh, so what, what's what? What do you got? For um, us first? let's go with the Sleepover on Netflix. Um, again, another Netflix movie. You know, Netflix has some good ones, some bad ones. I think that this was kind of a middle of the road one. Um, the Sleepover essentially, the plot or the through line of this is it's these kids. You know, they're gonna have a sleepover. It's a a daughter and a son um i think that they're both kind of in middle school almost in high school together um actually no the girl i think is like 16 and then the kid is like 10 but then they find out through some weird kind of uh situations and uh whatnot they find out that their mother is an ex kind of thief kind of spy type person and you can see how this leads them on uh shenanigan filled evening i guess essentially the mom and the husband get caught up in with her past but then the kids are going off to try to find them and also discovering this like hidden life of the mother um it's kind of fun to see uh these the uh, okay it's split up into two parts the adult storyline the kids storyline they merge the kids storyline i very much enjoyed it's very fun like one of the kids i god i can't think of what his name is now um he's the he's the boy he was a joy he was so funny he was doing these funny dances and had these very like kind of uh quick one-liners which you know i'm sure comes from the script but he delivered them in such a wonderful way but then um like so that that was the shining light of this story but i think that the overall concept and whatnot felt like a Disney Channel original movie, you know, back on TV where it'd be like a Friday night, you turn it on and kind of watch it with the family. It it seems a little goofy, a little silly at times. Um, it might, you know, be great for a family movie night. Um, again, I had some fun with it with the kid portion, but the adult and the acting and whatnot wasn't the best. But I don't know, fine for a Netflix film for sure. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the hell that kid's name was. Oh, Max. Max yes, Simpsons. there we go. Yeah, yeah. He he was actually he was he was so fun. He was a he was a shining light in this film for sure. So it's the sleepover. You know, not one that I'd rush out and see, but definitely a fun one. You know, maybe great for a family movie night and whatnot. There you go. Uh, Sadie Stanley is the star of this, and she was in the Kim Possible live there you action go. Yep, movie that yep. that Disney just made. Uh, but Malin Ackerman, Joe Manganiello, Ken Marino's in it. So there's a couple interesting people in the cast, but. Um, yeah, there you go. So this is a Netflixer. Let's see what's next. Seth, let's let's do one with you here. Uh, and I'm interested in this. This is a movie I, I was going to try and go see in the theater once upon a time uh, when we thought theaters were opening, I think, in May. Um, but Kevin Bacon, uh, sounds like he's going to get spooked in this one. I guess, I guess so. Um, Ooh, spooky. <laughs> you guys never, you, neither of you guys saw this one? Nope. No. 
Yeah, so uh, you should have left. Uh, it was on the the universal twenty dollar rental thing uh, for a while, and now it, I actually watched it on DVD format while I was staying with my dad during the power uh, being out. So, yeah, I I, I I I can't can't believe that uh, they still make brand new DVDs for movies, like just straight up buy themselves DVDs. Not it wasn't even included with a Blu-ray pack. It was just like a straight up by itself DVD, <laughs> and uh, it had the the like the previews up and before the before the menu and everything like that it was pretty crazy um but uh so yeah kevin kevin bacon he's he's getting uh, all all scaredy pants um him him uh his wife who's played by uh, amanda seafried uh and their um daughter uh go uh, amanda seafried plays an actress and she's going over to england to play a role and they straight up say a fast and furious movie no <laughs> yeah you're shitting me <laughs> yeah um that's awesome hopefully she's actually in one so it ties oh, i think that'd be awesome that'd be funny um but no so they, she's going over to england to, to film that and they stay at a house in wales and they get there and it's kind of kind of strange just like it's it's meant to be like an airbnb um but it it's like empty. It looks like they take took all the pictures down and stuff, and it just looks like not a very lived in house. It kind of seems strange. Um, there's uh, Amanda Seyfried's like younger. Um, we lo- I looked it up with when I was with my watching it with my dad and his girlfriend, and I was like, because they don't really know who Amanda Seyfried is, but they know Kevin Bacon, and so I'm like, God, he's got to be like twenty. He's, gotta, he's at least twenty years older than her. Um, and I was like, because he, he's like in his fifties is what I said. And she's in her thirties. And so we looked it up. Kevin Bacon's 62. Whoa. He's 62 <laughs> years old. And Amanda Seyfried's like, I think 34. So Prime almost, time for crime time. <laughs> it's almost, so it's almost 30 years, wow. but they do end up making that a, 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 cause I thought they were trying to play it off as like, oh, that's not a big deal, but they do make a point of him being older. Um, he had a prior marriage where his wife died. So there's some mystery around that too. And, uh, it, their relationship is kind of strange because yeah she's the 30 year old actress um who's kind of trying to become more famous and she's doing like sex scenes in these movies and he's getting jealous about it and stuff like that plus their uh daughter i'm pretty sure it's a daughter for whatever reason i'm i'm second guessing if it's a son or daughter the the it's their daughter um but yeah it's definitely okay it's a girl um but uh kevin bacon is way more like he he's he's trying to be like the the great dad the best dad so there's there's him with that overprotective type of of stuff going on with the daughter um then some creepy stuff starts happening in this house um i i don't really want to say too much if you you know if you do end up wanting to see this movie um for spoilers but there's definitely some um, like shadow stuff. So you, you know, there's some sort of presence in the house with them, and, and they know as well. Um, kind of not too far in, they know that there's some weird stuff going on, and and um, you know, they choose obviously any sort of horror movie, they choose to ignore it, and then more stuff starts happening. So um, I'd say like the the way they tie in kind of some of the the themes with like him being older, um, also some themes with um, the whole. I guess the story with him and his, his past wife comes in there as well, so they tie some of that in. Um, the movie itself is pretty confusing by the end of it, and it's kind of sloppy in terms of why it's confusing. Like they they were trying to be smarter than what they are, and tried basically they were trying to be confusing for the sake of being confusing, and it was just like eh, you, you don't really need to go there. Um, 
the acting is it's not terrible but it's not great um i mean it's not a bad movie it's 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 one of those where it's like at the end of it i'm like oh okay i watched that you know it's like i wasn't especially, especially watching it for free like i, I would have probably been pissed for 20 dollars, and that might have been why not pissed but disappointed for 20 dollars, and that might might be why some of the reviews weren't great on it because i don't think it was a bad movie by any means but it wasn't it wasn't good either, so I don't know. If you can watch it for free on DVD sometime, it's worth that. Maybe on, if it's on Netflix or something like that, maybe it's worth checking out. But otherwise, um, skip it. I'm I'm curious. I got a question for you. So mm-hmm. I remember seeing this trailer again. I was not willing to pay that twenty dollar mm-hmm. price tag. Mm-hmm. There's one bit in the trailer that says, "Oh, this wall is twenty feet. Mm-hmm. The inside sixteen feet." Mm-hmm. Is it interesting how they pull that off, or is it very kind of one of those things that's kind of thrown you off? Can you not spoil that, I guess? I mean, if you... If, if, it's... I wouldn't say it's necessarily interesting, but it's not a throw-off. Like, it's part of the movie. Okay. Um, hmm. And it's not... But it's not cleverly done, really. Okay. Because, yeah, when I first saw that, that that's, like, what pulled me into yeah. the trailer. It's, it's just a um, typical, like, ooh, it's a spooky thing going okay. on. You know, spooky, like, the house, it's supernatural, you yeah. know. Something's yeah. going on here. That's... I, I now that you mentioned that Jared, I I did see that same trailer with that, and I was like, that yeah. is interesting. Yep. Like, what's going on there? Got to figure out what's up with those yep. fucking walls. So that's a little bit of a bummer to know that the most interesting thing about the trailer wasn't even really fully explored. I mean, it's explored, but it's just not done interesting. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's explored. Like they they talk about it, and it's part of the story for sure. But it's like it's it, it's it's not really like a a new or inventive thing they do. It's just like, oh, it's a supernatural thing happening in the house you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just kept it mm-hmm. you know simple all right so this is uh this is you should have left uh and you can find this where can folks find yeah. this now yeah i guess dvd you can <laughs> yeah. go to the store and, and find find a dvd and it's got to be available yeah. to rent online yeah it's still vod um but it's just cheaper now you know it's not 20 dollars from universal it's you know your 6.99 or whatever well you should have left kevin bacon uh and amanda seyfried getting the frights in a Welsh house, so uh, check that one out if you like. Let's go, Jared, back to you, and we've got a little movie here that I think in a lot of cases is the first movie opening theaters back up. I know you didn't see this um, at the movie theater, but Gerard Butler, uh, and I, I've heard interesting things about this so far, so I, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your take on this Wait, one. Gerard Butler? You mean Russell Crowe? Is it not Gerard Russell Butler? Russell Crowe? Is it's Russell Crowe? <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we talking about Unhinged? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Which is is it? Which guy uh, is it's, it? It's it's Russell Crowe. Okay, I get them mixed up all the time. Am I the only one who does that? Do, do other people get those two mixed up? Or is I mean, I didn't. I I mean, kind of. I get, but it's all. It is a very Gerard Butler movie. Yeah, in terms yeah. of like the title and the way it looks. But I I mean, Russ. They do. If you were to stand them side by side, they're very different. Yeah. I'll I'll allow it. Okay. I'll allow it. So so how how is Academy Award winning actor Russell Crowe? <laughs> uh, how is he faring in this? Um, new so this movie is called Unhinged, and I will say I was fortunate enough to see this movie a little bit early. Um, but this movie is, um, I mean, the plot's not too deep. Essentially, it opens up, and you find out that Russell Crowe is kind of this tormented type person. You find out that he's kind of sitting in his car. You see him kind of contemplating whether or not to do something. He walks into this house with a gas can and essentially a mallet, and whoever comes to the door, he beats up, and there's a wife or a woman that's kind of uh, frantic and uh, burns the house down. 
and boom, that's how the movie starts. So you're like, okay, well, clearly something's off with this character, blah, blah, blah. Then the next day, you're introduced to kind of our main character. It's this woman who has a couple kids, and she's very much like, you know, going through this divorce and running late always, and just things aren't going her way. Sitting in traffic because she's going to be late, cuts off Russell Crowe after honking at him for a few, uh, you know, seconds because the green, the light is green. He's not going, goes by him and kind of be, yells at him. Then boom, road rage kicks off. And this whole movie is essentially a road rage movie, kind of like a man that is to the edge. Kind of if you've ever seen Falling Down from Michael Douglas, I believe, it's kind of like that, but on the road. And... I personally thought when I first saw this trailer and this concept, I was like, this is so ridiculous. It's just people in traffic the whole time getting angry. But this movie was a hell of a rush because it starts Hmm. off with that road rage type thing. And you can see how things intensify, how just a simple honking of the horn can cause someone to go off the deep end. And essentially, it's this stalking type movie of almost a slasher, almost a monster movie of Russell Crowe in this big truck and other vehicles chasing this woman down to quote unquote teach her what a really bad day actually is. And I loved Russell Crowe in this movie because he is very much, you know, just playing this. He is loving it. And if you've seen any of the promos for this movie, he did them all himself of just kind of doing this like announce, like raspy voice of just like scaring someone into like running across him on the road. And that's his character. Exactly. He is very kind of this force to reckon with. And he very much messes with this main character, you know, maybe taking her phone, running her off the road. Like, it, it, it is, it, it takes, there's moments of this movie that I literally, or I audibly gasp because I didn't think that it was going where it was. Like, for example, maybe someone jumps on the hood of a car and then they slide off and, you know, I, I you can imagine what happens. But it ramps up to this <laughs> uh, kind of almost, like, ramps up to this feeling of just like pure adrenaline and you know like i said there's there's moments of not exactly shock but i was just like oh wow they went there in this movie again the plot isn't that deep some of the characters you're not invested in that you're invested in russell crowe and the complete mayhem that goes on for this like what 90 minute movie like i loved this movie it was a hell of a rush it was a fun time for sure man i am i am I'm surprised, mm-hmm. and for that reason, very interested this, in this because that was the only thing that was the only thing that was going to get me there was Russell Crowe's. Go- well, at the time, I thought Gerard Butler, but um, <laughs> the only thing that was going to get me to watch this was Russell Crowe was going batshit in it, and you're telling me I'm going to get this out of is, that. So this, this is sounds the, like something yeah, I might enjoy too. Yeah, this is the definition of like a popcorn movie. Like okay. I can see you getting you know a huge popcorn, getting your nems, and just eating or like loving this one. Man, this sound maybe this would okay. So let me ask you this: uh, a lot of theaters opening, um, some of some of which already open, and this is this is one of those first movies people can get out and go to. Do you think that this? Uh, do you think you would have had even more fun seeing this in a theater? Would that have added it, a lot here? The bigger sound, a bigger screen, definitely would have added to the experience. But again, I don't know if this is the one that's going to get people out there. I mean, we're still kind of waiting for Tenant. I mean, this this it's a hell of a time, that's for sure. Like, if you got bigger, if I would have had a bigger <laughs> screen and more sound, I think I would have enjoyed this even more. This is uh, this sounds fun to me. This sounds like um, like it would scratch 
the the particular itch that that I had scratched last year around the same time when Hobbs and Shaw came out, and it was a good one to have like beers yep. during and just hoot and holler <laughs> while I was watching it. It sounds like yep, a bad definitely, movie. definitely. I would say that it falls into that kind of a bracket of type movie. Oh man. I gotta check this out. This sounds fun. This sounds fun. You're either gonna have to go to the theater or is the can you do VOD? Yeah. I imagine. Um, yeah, I believe that this one is on VOD as well. I mean, it's playing at a handful of theaters, but I think that they kind of realized that this isn't gonna be the one to entirely get people there. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. I I think it's on VOD. I don't think it is. Okay. I think it's just a theater right now. Okay. Well, I guess maybe wait a couple days oh, wow. or a couple weeks. Well, there you go. Um, either put your mask on and take your ass to the theater or, or wait until you can catch this one at home, but the movie is unhinged. You can pre-order it. And it's got Russell Crowe uh, unhinged in theaters now. That feels nice to say. <laughs> Let's see. A couple movies left here. And Seth, we're going to go to you next. Uh, this is one of those movies that are all too common where I don't know anything about <laughs> it, so I can't really give you a lead-in. But uh, tell me about this other movie that you saw. Um no, you have to go watch the trailer and then summarize it, and then I'll do it. <laughs> um, this is a movie called I Used to Go Here. It's uh, it's on VOD. Um, I think it was initially scheduled to come out uh, as kind of an indie release, but um, obviously things happen. But um uh, stars Gillian Jacobs um, for Community. Um, she, in this movie, is um, kind of like a... She's an author. Um, she creates fiction novels. Um, she's kind of in the beginning of her career. She's had like some early success, but now she has a little bit more expectation on her. And so this takes place right after the release of her new book. Um, some things aren't going so well with the release. She's supposed to have a book tour that gets canceled. Um, and, uh, part of that book tour, she was supposed to speak at her old college. Um, uh, this takes, so again, she's in Chicago. She went to school in, um, Carbondale, I think South Southern Illinois university. Um, and I believe they shot all this uh, in in Illinois, uh, both Chicago and, and um, uh, Carbondale. But uh, so she she goes part of the book tour is to go back there and speak. When the tour gets canceled, she still um, goes back because she's really she's close with her old professor, who's played by Jermaine Cl- Clement, um, who was he's in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He's the other guy in that. Um, mm-hmm. That's not Taiko Waititi. And so. Um, they have kind of like this interesting relationship where um, he's clearly kind of had like the hots for her and treated her as like the the a girl that he really liked back um, and wanted to to you know do stuff with obviously um, back when she was in college and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so then she moved on and gained success but he always kind of had like that hang up on her it, so it's a definitely a movie about like going back and and revisiting um, you know like the the quote-unquote better times in your life where she you know goes back to the college and goes to a lot of the old locations that she was at and meets up with a few people that are still in the area um she because she's going through some tough times with her book her with her writing career and the book not doing well you know these she's definitely hyping up a lot of these memories and hyping up college as you know the better times because she wants to feel better about the current time and then she also sees you know going back to speak she visits with um, Jermaine Clement's class and um, sees like some people that are more successful just in terms of their 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 talent with writing or kind of talk to her about how um, they they want to write about passion and and things they you know like things that matter whereas Gillian Jacobs is 
writing fantasy novels because that's what is like the the thing that uh, that's hot right now. So she, you know, is feeling maybe she's a fraud and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like things she has to confront um, and and deal with, and, and it, d- it kind of explores a lot of that like that next stage in your life between you know like between your when you're in your 30s and and it's like am I maybe needing to make a, a change or am I as successful as I thought I would be at this point. So stuff like that. There's a lot, a lot of different themes going on there. Um, it's a pretty funny movie though, too. It's got some, um, some like comedic actors, Jorma Tacone, who's, I think that's, I think that's his last name from Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in this for a little bit. Um, Zo- is it Zoe Chow? Zoe Chow. Yes. Uh, <laughs> not, not Zoe J. Chanel. Um, You've seen her. She was recently in like um, Downhill, but um, you you know if you saw her, Kate Micucci's in this, who is part of um, uh, Garfunkel and Oates. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so th- there's some there's oh, some okay. funny people in it, um, but it's also you know it's got got some good dramatic moments as well. So uh, I I'd say it's definitely one to check out. It's got some nice uh, nice moments in it, and uh, just overall it's a it's a it's a, a good solid independent movie. So I, I would have enjoyed seeing this at you know the indie theater if that would have been open. So. Um, if you ever, if it's ever on again VOD, it's kind of one of those things that it is on VOD. But if it's ever on like a Netflix, I think it's like definitely one of those like independent movies in Netflix that um, kind of pops up, and, and I think that would be a good one to check out for if you're kind of dipping your toe into some independent movies. I dig it. I used to go here is the movie uh, Gillian Jacobs, who I last saw and really enjoyed in Love um, on Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure what she's done since, I guess she had the Ibiza movie. Oh yeah. Um, on Netflix that, that didn't, didn't do super well. Um, but, uh, I like her a lot. I, I like her in community obviously. And so this is interesting. The movie again, uh, I used to go here on VOD now. Our last movie is another Netflix one. And it's one that got a lot of, uh, a lot of hoopla <laughs> beforehand. Hoopla! Uh, it was one of them that they really were advertising a lot of. We have uh, Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and others, uh, I guess. The movie is called Project Power. Uh, it came out uh, this past weekend, and uh, I was able to catch it. Jared caught it as well. Um, and Jared, I, I guess I, I want you to set this up, because I don't remember this movie super, super well. I, w- I was enjoying this with friends, and and was under the influence, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get some of the plot details wrong. Um, so why don't you maybe set this up? But. So uh, Project Power is kind of set in this, uh, and I think it's present day, but the world is where there's essentially this drug that is you know very much illegal. It's being peddled you know through these drug cartels and other people from docks. You know just you know they get the imports in, but essentially the pr- premise of this pill is you take it and you get superpowers for five minutes. But the thing is, you don't know what the superpowers are. So you could be super strong, you could be bulletproof, you could turn invisible. But there's also bad ones where you could essentially just explode or you could die from like an overdose if you take too many of these pills. So that kind of sets up the whole like world and whatnot. And then you get um, Jamie Foxx's character who's kind of on this trip um, looking for his daughter, um, kind of almost like the, this mystery, you know, man on the hunt type character you get joseph gordon levitt who is this cop who's kind of a street cop where he's also taking the drugs because he's like we have to you know be on the same level as these criminals because if they have superpowers we have to have them as well so he's kind of against the book type character but then we also get what dominique uh, fishback i believe who's kind of working with um 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character as well. She's kind of like the third one in this like trio of buddy cop situation. So that's kind of the setup of this movie. And I think that the idea or the lore of this world is the coolest thing of take this pill it's a grab bag you don't know what's going to come out of it where you know might you might get really stretchy arms or you might grow like uh, blades out of your arm like baraka from mortal Kombat, or you know you get might become the human torch so the idea of just you know taking this pill getting an uh, like getting this superpower for five minutes uh created like this interesting kind of grab bag of like oh someone's taking a pill what's gonna happen um which then drove the action for myself like i thought that this was a very kind of you know fun little bit like blockbuster-esque type movie with you know the action and the fun world lore and everything like that but i think that the story was probably lacking a little bit um cody i'm kind of curious uh, what your thoughts on stuff is so far before i dive into any more yeah my general feel when when this was over i was just like uh i was like all right yeah okay that was cool mm-hmm. Like that was it, you know. It it didn't it didn't blow my mind away. I, there was things I liked. I thought a lot of the combat was really cool. Um, there was some good action scenes. I always liked Jamie Fox. I thought he was interesting in here, um, and he he gets he gets to do his Jamie Fox thing a little bit. I didn't love Joseph Gordon Levitt in this. I, I think that whenever I'm really supposed to take him seriously as like a strong or like masculine or brooding type, I, I just have I just have a problem getting there with him because the thing I've seen him do the most is. Uh, 500 days of summer and that's so far <laughs> from that um but that's that's i guess my personal thing um so i i thought in general it, it entertained me for a couple hours it didn't blow me away it didn't seem especially smart um to me i i wasn't ever really surprised by the plot i think it pretty much goes where you expect it to um but all that was was not to say it wasn't entertaining because i think the the presentation of all of it was was pretty solid Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like you're saying, it, you hit it exactly. It's entertaining. It's a it's a Netflix movie. Um, sure, some the plot's not too deep. The characters aren't the most interesting. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has that what uh, kind of like Cajun Creole uh, like <laughs> oh, accent, yes. but it goes in and out so much. Um, and he, my kinda, favorite thing, <laughs> my favorite thing about him is he is the world's biggest Saints fan in yeah, the yeah. in the movie and that's not be- he doesn't like talk about the saints really but he in several different scenes that take place over like different periods of time is wearing saints gear like the whole time and it made me think that joseph gordon levitt was just told like you're a guy from new orleans and he was like all right put me in a saints jersey i got this and that's <laughs> what he did it just see that part seemed really like pandery to the to the new orleans people who might have been watching it that that yeah. stood out to me I, I think that, yeah, they needed a justification to be like, okay, well, this is where it's set, and this is why he has that accent. Just throw a jersey on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, some of the, you know, some of the CGI was hit or miss, and some of the artistical choices um, I just didn't think worked. Like, one of my big things was, uh, Cody, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a scene where a woman takes a pill, and she turns and gets ice powers. Mm-hmm. And then it shows, like, uh, the room, like, tons of action taking place in that room. But the camera is stuck in this essentially a dome of sorts where the woman with ice powers is so you don't really see the action taking place on the outside of the dome because of the frosted over windows and i think that it would have worked if like the camera was going in and out of that room Mm -hmm. um again this is just a nitpick and kind of a i was watching i'm like oh this could have been cooler um so again artistical choices i think were a little bit hit or miss I know what they were going for there um, because there's a lot of scenes. I think uh, folks will remember the scene uh, with Hawkeye in Avengers Endgame where 
you're you're only vaguely aware of what's going on, but you can see that he's kicking ass, and like every now and then a guy will get thrown out the window or whatever. It, yeah. it, I think they're going for something like that where we know, I think it's Jamie Foxx is kicking a lot of ass in that scene, and you can just barely see it. And I get what you're going for there, but if you're going to do that, it has to be in a movie where you also have another action scene that completely blows that away. <laughs> and I and I think that they just were lacking that part of it. Um, I think if there was another scene where Jamie Foxx is crushing a whole lot of ass, and we can feel like... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, that's maybe not that. But um, if if there was Wait, another scene, is this? <laughs> if there was another scene where he fought twenty guys and like, and we got to see that, and then because we saw that, we can we can know what's happening when the when the vision is obscured. I think that's yeah. the, the half of this that that was missing. That that particular. I, part. Uh, I agree, with Cody. You. I think you watched a different movie. I think you watched Project Power <laughs> Bottom. <laughs> oh, I was. <laughs> I was thinking uh, Project Pound Her. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good. Wow. You guys. I, I will say, when uh, I do have a pill that when I take, I get a superpower, but mine lasts for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, you got to call the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, well. And that brings in our new sponsor, Blue Chew. <laughs> All right, folks. So we got to give a shout out to Blue Chew. <sighs> <laughs> You're doing the grunt now? <laughs> I don't know what that was. But when I did that, my lip did a little like John Stamos, Elvis Presley wiggle, and I didn't like the way it yeah. looked. So I'm not going to. Hobo, hobo. Hobo. I don't know any, any Elvis songs. But um, anyway. I just. My favorite Elvis thing is that I remember he was on the bag for the peanut butter um, banana chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups that I loved. You like the weirdest flavors of shit that come. Yo, isn't like strawberry peanut butter M&M's your favorite? Hell yeah, man. Oh my God. Those, those still. Wait, wait, strawberry peanut butter M&M's? Yeah. Why would strawberry and peanut butter go together? It's fucking delicious. I don't know. They're chocolate too, but yeah, it's. And you probably love like the pumpkin pie Oreo and shit like that. Is it? You always like the really specific ones that barely come out. Yeah. I, the, the strawberry peanut butter was like one summer. It was when one of the Transformers movies was coming out. They had them, um, and I had like six bags of them then, and then they didn't make them ever again. Damn, man! You know what I miss is the uh, pretzel M and M's. I used to before. They still before, have those. They, they brought them back. Are they out there? I need to get because they used. They were my like gaming snack. I would just rifle yeah. bags of that shit down my throat. And then eventually that evolved. Now I do that with like corn and M's or Oreos lately. Um, the, but, the ones that I really enjoyed were, it was the blue bag and they were crispy. They crispy M&M's, like Rice mm-hmm. crispy type things in them. But then they went away and now the blue ones are the pretzel ones. Oh, see, I see. I got to go find a bag of pretzel M&M's then. I haven't seen them in ages. I got to track some of this shit down. Anyway, we're talking snacks here. Uh, I think because we're so excited to get back to the theater and and in speaking of reviews and considering uh what might be coming down the pipe here soon jared i I think i saw you've got some movie tickets purchased you've got some plans to get back in the theater yeah yeah surprising you know it's been almost uh six months now but i have my tickets next thursday to uh, the new mutants which we've been waiting about 16 years to see finally (laughs) um and then i got my tickets imax surprisingly for a tenant on the 31st wow that's Man, that's I'm 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 looking now at my app and I've got showtimes actually uh, this Friday for New Mutants, uh, which I will 
I don't know. I, I feel like I really want to go see New Mutants. I'm going to have to work my way into it, though, because I was, I was really going to hold out for Tenet. And then I don't have showtimes actually yet for Tenet. Uh, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But I've seen a lot of press around New Mutants lately. Um, still no reviews. I think they're holding those back for a while. But uh, it's nice to see that they're giving it an advertising budget. So they actually do want want folks to go. So that leads me to believe it might actually be good. That they've that they, they're still putting forth all this effort to get it into the theater makes me think they, that they wouldn't necessarily do that for a shitty movie, right? Am I the only one that's mm-hmm. getting a little bit of hope from from seeing all the ads that they're doing for that? I mean, I, I hope so because it's a thing that I've been just curious about and looking forward to for years now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. From the first two minutes that I saw, I wasn't entirely sold, but then again, that's two minutes of the opening of a movie. Like, there's a mm-hmm. hundred more minutes, so... Yeah. The trailer, I had forgotten, as as Jared always uh, brings up, the trailer came out in, like, what was it, 17? You did a trailer reaction for yep, it? Yep, 2017. Oh, man. And they have the one that has uh, Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. And that's, a, I, I think, a great trailer. I, like, I was really stoked when that came out. And they're re-showing that trailer. Um, and I think it works really well. It's got that leave those kids alone that repeats. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> in there. I think that's just a really cool, um, really cool trailer. So... But I, yeah, I probably am going to end up breaking down and going to see this. Like once once I know my theater is open, I, I think I'm going to have a hard time staying away. Cody sings the hits. Leave those kids alone. Leave those kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and we have started to, some folks uh, have seen Tenet now. And so you're starting to see a, a couple of, um, uh, of people mention that they've seen it. I think there's a review embargo or something. So I'm not sure you're going to see full reviews. Um, quite yet. I don't know, Jared, do you know the timing on that? Should, are we going to see reviews coming out early? Should, should folks have their, their sensors up for tenant spoilers at this point, would you say? Yes. Um, the, at the time of this recording, reviews came out two days ago for a lot of people. They've had a couple early screenings for people aside from press in the next couple or in the, like the days now, um, yeah, I've heard that there's quite a few spoilers online, so if you are not wanting to be spoiled by anything or even see a review, uh, just mute all of those words everywhere, I guess. Yeah, that's a good idea. Keep an eye out. Be vigilant, because if you're like us, we want to see Tenet uh, in its purest form. So try to miss any Tenet spoilers, and then when we get to see it, uh, certainly Jared's got his plans to see it, we'll have a, we'll have a review here on the SoCo Show, so keep an eye out for that. So, lots of selection for you guys this week. Uh, not only a few shows from earlier, but uh, a handful of movie recommendations this week in our reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, folks, we're just about done with this episode of the show. But before we go, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Uh, my one more thing is going to be a quickie. I, uh, it was a week for me to take Jared up on recommendations. Um, this is a movie that you, I think, highlighted in your movie Spotlight on J-Buck Live. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there, but the movie Best in Show, which I've heard you um, talk a few times about enjoying. I had never seen. I've, I had heard of. The, the dog show one? Yeah, the dog show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Eugene Levy uh, was a co-writer on this, and I was still coming off my Shit's Creek high, and so I decided to put on uh, Best in Show. I really enjoyed this. It's it's just uh, it's just a nice, funny, quirky little movie, and it kind of plays in that mockumentary area that's so fun. Um, you know, uh, kind of similar to like um, uh, Spinal Tap. You know, where you've got just some t- totally ludicrous characters, and it's it's a pretty um, 
thin like plot, but everyone's got like their own little uh, their own little stories going on, and they're all incredibly quirky and weird, and and it's just fun, and it's cool to see Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, and a lot of other comedic actors who we later knew be as legends. Um, playing roles in this that that were pretty funny. John Michael Higgins, I, I think I have that name right. Um, he's playing. He's really young in this, and he's playing a hilarious character. And Fred Willard is in this, kind of pioneering that um, that uh, uh, really funny and really harsh like announcer type uh, that John Michael Higgins would go on to play in Pitch Perfect, which I thought was kind of a funny. Um, a funny, I guess, connection. So I, I really enjoyed Best in Show. I watched it on, I think, Amazon Prime. Uh, so if you're looking for just, it's maybe 100 minutes. Uh, just a nice, tight, little, pretty funny movie. Um, it's not my favorite comedy of all time, but but a, another good JB recommendation. So you're, you're on the right track lately, man. Yeah, definitely a fun movie. Uh, people seek that one out. Um, mm-hmm. For my one more thing... Um, we are in kind of the – as we're recording this, we're kind of in the middle of DC fandom right now. Um, so not entirely everything has been announced, but I just want to put a spotlight on one thing that really jumped out at me. One thing that I really uh, am looking forward to now is the new James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. We got um, essentially kind of like a teaser trailer for character reveals. Like it showed all of the characters and kind of the art that goes around with them and who's playing who. You know, like Idris Elba's playing someone, John Cena. Uh, Pete Davidson, blah, 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 all that. And then kind of like a behind the scenes of some of the shooting and whatnot. But the one character I am so excited for, I want to be his best friend. I'm going to get merchandise of this character everywhere. He's played uh, Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, is playing a guy named Weasel. This is a guy that is a human-sized weasel, apparently. (laughs) And they've shown just a few behind-the-scenes clips, and, like, the image of him looks horrendous. But I want to... This is my favorite character. I am looking forward to this movie just to see this goddamn weasel thing running around with the Suicide Squad. It looks like the grossest, like... It looks like if a baseball team was called, like... The New Jersey Sewer Rats, yep. and this was the mascot. That's what this fucking guy looks like. Like, I can imagine his voice being like, hey, get over here. What are you doing? I'm the weasel. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff and interesting stuff coming out of DC Fandom, which is happening, like, literally as we're recording. So we'll probably talk more. I'm sure you'll cover that a lot on J-Buck Live this week. And then uh, on our next SoCo show, we'll probably be talking about some of the other stuff to come out of there. But yeah, a lot of Suicide Squad coverage, um, some uh, Justice League uh, Snyder Cut info and and, uh, screenshots and trailers and things that have come out. So some really exciting stuff. So more coverage on that to come. But yeah, pretty exciting day for DC fans. What do we do next is one more thing. Yeah, I remember this one, buddy. It's where you got got one more. What would you have if you got one more thing to say? Oh, I I thought we were still doing Rip Torn or Dirty Porn. I thought that was next. Oh. <laughs> it's been so long since I podcasted. My one more thing in the ever-growing saga of how um, Cody and I are are also Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Um, <laughs> we're, we're pretty much one and the same. Um, something you can go visit on Spotify if you need a new workout playlist. Uh, Zach Braff has a workout playlist on there and it includes um artists such as uh michelle branch who's a favorite of mine and of course <laughs> Ash- ashley simpson uh who, who is and it's and it's original album ashley simpson it's pieces of me so um i i'd recommend checking out this playlist um you know i, I again zach braff I, I we have the same musical taste for sure that that's that's definitely the case um uh, uh girl pop from the early 2000s is, is what we're <laughs> 
<laughs> is what we love. Um, so yeah, ch- check out that playlist if you're needing to get hyped in the morning uh, during your workout. There you go. Morning hype playlist. Uh, so yeah, send me that link, Seth. I'll put it in the description box so folks can click into that. Check out what yeah. Zach Braff is listening to. I feel like maybe the only reason our show exists is to point people at that playlist. <laughs> so make sure you guys go check that one out. Uh, check out that playlist. Check out everything from DC Fandom. We're certainly going to talk more about Suicide Squad and others um, going forward. And then uh, if you're looking for something to watch, check out Best in Show. That's it for this week's One More Thing. But I'm down to one more thing. Well, that's going to do it for episode 157 of the SoCo Show. So, quickie update. Um, Again, we still at this point uh, are unsure of when we're going to get to do the live show. So, just a heads up to keep an eye out on Twitter and on Facebook at SoCo Show Pod. And then I'll also potentially be dropping announcements onto the anchor page. So, make sure that uh, that you're subscribed everywhere and then uh, turn on your notifications for Anchor 2 so that you know or whatever podcast app you use. Um, so you can keep up to date with all the announcements so that you don't miss the live show. Also, make sure that you jump in the description box. Uh, click the link and leave us some voicemail. We'd really love to have uh, some listener mail, listener voicemail to play during that upcoming live show. Uh, so if you want to be, become a, a part of that, uh, that first live show, uh, just leave us a voicemail and, uh, and we'll get you on there. You can say almost anything and, and we'll put you on. Also, a big shout out to our anchor wankers, actually, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of anchor. Uh, appreciate y'all contributing and helping out the show, and also to everyone who's clicking and sharing these episodes. Uh, big shouts out to our sponsors as well. Again, links to them in the description box, as, as well as all of the, uh, the links to movie trailers for the films and, and TV um, and things that we talked about today. Uh, again, keep keep the folks in Iowa on your mind. Uh, find a way to donate to that cause. I don't have a link for you yet. I'm not sure what's been mounted. Um, but keep an eye out for ways to maybe donate or help out uh, the folks recovering in Iowa if you can. Um, but Seth, certainly glad to have you back in the fold this week. It didn't seem like you missed a beat, man. You were, you were right there just like riding a bike. I'm, I'm rusty. I'm rusty. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, and it might be, I mean, we'll see how, how the internet and stuff comes up. We'll, we'll find a way to, to get some shows out. Uh, during that time technology wise we might have to do some adjustments so it might sound a little different potentially but um, hopefully not but it may sound a little different potentially but um, we'll, we'll find a way to get shows in now that power is restored indeed indeed yep keep an eye and an ear out uh, for episodes coming up and yeah we may need to continue to shift schedules and things around to accommodate but um, you can expect another episode 158 coming this week um, and so uh, you won't miss out on episodes of the SoCo show. They just may come at a different time than you've expected. So again, keep an eye out. As long as you're keeping track of the Facebook and Twitter pages, you'll be up to date. So um, let's make sure you do that. Also, make sure you're staying up to date. At Jared Buckendall. Over on the YouTubes, make sure you're subscribed to the J Buck Studios channel so you can get uh, the episode breakdowns for Lovecraft Country. Uh, of course, weekly episodes of J Buck Live and then all sorts. You've been busy, man. Lots of TV and movie reviews coming out over on the channel. It seems like you've been doing nothing but lately. Yeah, I've been fortunate to, you know, get some stuff early, have a little bit extra time to just, you know, break stuff down a little bit more. Um, I think this next week, I don't know what I'll have between now and the next recording of the SoCo show, aside from the Boys Season 2 review, Amazon. Boys. The Boys. Um, Amazon, that series, Season 2, I should have a review um I don't know, Monday, I think. Well, there you go. The Boys, season two, highly anticipated. A lot of folks probably going to be wanting to check that out. Um, so hit up that 
link on the YouTubes. Uh, make sure you're not missing anything that JB is putting out. Also, make sure that you're subscribed to that channel um, because that's where we're going to be having the live streamed show. So if you if you're going to want to have uh, access to the SoCo live shows, you got to go subscribe to JB. So make sure you go out and do that. Trying to get him to forty thousand subscribers. Um, this week. Making, <laughs> by the end of the some, week let's do this there you go making big progress toward that goal um so jared we appreciate you having on having you on again and uh and um i guess you you've done your plugging and any any last uh things you hadn't covered yet no just again uh always always fun to be on the podcast and seth it's nice to have you uh, come visit again we've been <laughs> playing a lot of video games and just bumming around <laughs> good time played a lot of Played a lot of Fall Guys last night online and had a hell of a time. We, we were getting <laughs> some serious some crowns too. Yeah, we're probably that's probably what we're gonna do as soon as we stop recording. Uh, so, um, also we I guess we didn't mention Twitch. Uh, if you haven't already followed Jared on Twitch, and I, I do want you to explain this, Jared, to folks because there is a way that they that folks can uh, subscribe to your Twitch channel for free. It's a great way to support JBuck Studios. Yeah, uh, jump over to twitch.tv slash jboxstudios and one, click the follow button because that will you know, obviously help me because the numbers are higher. Plus, it'll keep you guys up to date on every time I'm streaming and usually I'm streaming with you know both <laughs> you guys. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like a behind-the-scenes podcast of yeah. us just gaming. Um, but another thing is if you have Amazon Prime, you are given a free Twitch subscription every single month. You can give that to me, and that kind of like you know helps the channel even more, and gives me a little bit of monetization towards the time that I spend on over there. Um, again, it, everyone has Amazon Prime pretty much, so <laughs> it's a, it's a it's it's an award or like kind of a a feature that no one knows about, but everyone probably has. So just give me give me those subscriptions. <laughs> give me give me give me give me give me give me. There you go. They're free whether you use them or not. Money, so money, send them money. J Bucks way, uh, helping to grow out that Twitch channel and keep an eye on that channel. You're gonna see Seth and I popping in for some fall guys there um so make sure you're keeping up to date on everything going on uh lots of stuff out there uh another good show this week thanks for listening in for jared buckendall and the so host seth ott i've been the co-host cody michael we will see you next week bye